0: You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 127. I'm your host, master weight loss coach and author, Cookie Rosenbloom. Today and every Tuesday, I will be your coach and your guide to help you end your emotional eating and lose that extra weight. If you just found me, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. Here is where we talk about your habit of emotional eating, which is the main focus in all the coaching I do. This is where coaching meets psychology, which meets brain science, and this is where your problem ends. Before we begin, I want to remind you that this episode of Weight Loss Made Real is brought to you by the Freedom Group. If you're ready to stop eating from stress... And learn how to make more space for happiness in your life. You can learn more about the Freedom Group in the show notes of this episode. Now, let's get started with your coaching session today. Today, we're going to work on understanding why self care helps you actually lose weight. As you know by now, my way of dealing with emotional eating comes under the umbrella of the program I've created, which is called Eat. Think love. Today, we're going to focus on the love part of the program. And remember, when I talk about love in this context, I'm talking about self-love, how you value yourself and how you care for yourself. I'm also going to tell you about a free workshop that I've created for you that I'm going to do live in about one week. So stick around and listen at the end or go to the show notes for the link to sign up for that workshop. You'll be able to see me and talk to me and ask me questions as you learn more about the Eat, Think, Love program and the Freedom Group. Now let's get started on our coaching session. Here's what we're going to cover today. I'm going to talk a little bit about why you might be overeating and why I believe that you need to cover all aspects of eat, think, and love in getting rid of that overeating problem. We're going to talk about how and why self-care helps you stop using food to take care of yourself and to stop using food as your only or main source of pleasure. We're going to think about what it could look like for you if you took great care of yourself instead of going to food. And we're going to distinguish between self-care and self-indulgence because a lot of the women I work with get confused about that. So let's start with why you may be overeating. You might be in the habit of seeing or smelling or certain foods that look good and look appealing, and that makes you want to eat. Or you might just be even going by the clock, by what time it is, and saying, okay, lunchtime, time for me to start. Or if you're here, very likely you have that habit of emotional eating. And it's how you deal with your feelings like sadness or frustration and the feeling of being stressed by getting away from the feeling and going to food. Or it could be that you just have a big lack of care for yourself and a lack of pleasure in your life when you're not really getting your needs met. You're looking for something to fill those needs and you're going to food. All of these reasons are about the things that you're doing because of something, of course, that you're thinking, right? And they become linked with the act of eating. In other words, they all become habits. I want to help you unravel these habits. And the one that we're talking about today is the love part. This is what I call self-care, self-love, and it's all about treating yourself like you're an actual priority in your own life, and that you're making the room and the time to do what you need for yourself without resentment, without feeling burdened, and feeling even grateful that you can learn how to give yourself what you need. So I believe in doing work in these three areas, and that's what my members of the Freedom Group do. So in the eat area, as you know, it's learning, but without a diet, to listen to the cues from your own body and to eat the way natural eaters eat. So that's eating from the inside out. Now, maybe you're worried or wondering if eating could still be pleasurable this way. And absolutely, of course it can. The difference is that you're not using food as your main pleasure. And that, when we get to it, is where the love part of this work comes in. Now, the second area that we work on is think. And that's where you learn how to understand your moods and you'll understand what stress is and how all of your different emotions are created. When you understand how they're created, you don't have to use food or sugar or alcohol or shopping or surfing the internet to mask those feelings. And that is how we deal with emotional eating, by going back to where the emotions come from. Getting back to the love part of our program, this is where our focus is today. I want you to think of this as if you're taking a course on you, not literally, but I want you to put your focus on getting to know yourself, finding out who you are, what you like, what's missing, and to ask yourself, is what you're doing for yourself working Or maybe you're not doing anything for yourself at all. So all three of these areas, eat, think, love, are important for you to live as your best self with nothing covered up with habits that don't help you or with living in denial of what you really need and want. I don't want you to wake up one day and not recognize yourself or feel disconnected from the true you because you've gotten in the habit of either ignoring your needs and putting everything and everyone ahead of you, or because you just don't even have a clue of what you really do need. You need to work on all three of these areas, and the area of love, when you work on that, you're proactively giving yourself what you really need so that you don't reinforce that habit of using food for pleasure. So what's so important about love, self-love? Well, I believe that ultimately you need to take responsibility for yourself, for your happiness, for the direction of your life, for your outcomes, all of them. You can't control everything that comes your way, we know that, but how you respond to life is within your control. So this means that you need to understand clearly what it is you need, and then you need to know how to give it to yourself. And when we're talking about food, I want you to get over your confusion about treats, about what truly is a treat for you. Because you might think, as I say this, that giving yourself endless treats is a way to care for yourself. But remember my definition of a treat. It's something that makes you feel good when you think about it before you have it. It feels good when you are having it, and it feels good afterwards. If you feel embarrassed or annoyed with yourself or frustrated that you just had a treat and you're now stuffed and uncomfortable because you weren't hungry, then it was not a treat. You feel good after a treat. And remember this, when we talk about giving yourself a treat, it does not refer to quantity. It refers to giving yourself something special or unusual that doesn't make up 90% of what you eat most days. It's a treat. It's special. Overeating a treat or any food takes away from the definition of a treat. So think of it as quality versus quantity. When you think about how to care for yourself, you need to understand the difference also between self-indulgence and self-care. So self-care does not mean giving yourself everything you think of that sounds good or looks appealing. It's more about fitting the right key into the right lock, knowing that it's not only okay, but good sometimes when it's appropriate to say no to yourself. When the idea comes up that you need sweets because you've had a rough day, this is just your habit. If you don't give yourself what you need, you're going to strengthen that habit of grabbing food that's easy and available. If you're looking for something quick, we know that food can certainly be quick, but it's not what you really need when it's not hunger that is the need. Self-indulgence, on the other hand, compared with self-care or self-love, self-indulgence is indulging your moods whether they're helpful or not, and giving yourself what you want in the moment without thinking about what you really want in the big picture of your life. So remember in self-love, you're aiming for self-care, not self-indulgence. It does take a little bit of time to learn to do these two things, because the first thing you have to do is unravel the habit. Of going to food for self care, even though it doesn't work more than momentarily, it's still a strong pathway for you. But the second thing you have to do that takes a little time is figuring yourself out. What are you really hungry for? And it's gonna feel in the beginning like this is so much harder to zero in on self-love, things to do, and mindset and activities, so much harder than just doing what you've always done and reaching for food. And it is harder in the beginning because it's always easier to do an old habit than to create a new one. It is, but you can do this. You've heard people say, oh, food is my best friend, or I just live for chocolate, or I don't know what I would do without my weekend glass of wine. These may sound familiar to you, or maybe they sound like exaggerations to you. But I'm wondering if you might be one of those people who are limited in what you give yourself for fun, for comfort, for pleasure. And if food is on the top of your list, then I'm talking to you. Self-care is a choice. It's a way of life. So if you're rolling your eyes right now thinking of your long to-do list and your full calendar, I want you to think this through with me. When you have a hard time getting yourself to do anything, it's always because of what you're thinking. There's always a conflicting thought. That's what holds you back. So even if you agree with what I'm saying, that self-care needs to be way more than good tasting food, We need to uncover what you're thinking that prevents you from using so many things besides food to have a good feeling life. What do you have to believe to give yourself self-care instead of extra food? Well, you have to believe that you deserve it. You have to believe that it's just a part of life and that you're as much of a priority as anything on your to-do list. And that as much as you may have a fantasy of finding someone who will do all the right and loving things for you, it's really more of an inside job for you and by you. And anything you get from someone else is just a bonus. I want you to think about this. What do you believe now? Do you believe that you're not worthy of taking care of yourself? Do you believe you don't have time? Do you believe you just don't know what to do? And with those beliefs, whatever they are, what results are you getting? If you're using food for self-care too often and never advancing to the top of your own list, you probably are carrying around extra weight or have eating struggles, even if your weight is normal. Your unmet needs show up on your body and they weigh you down figuratively and literally. You feel less than. You feel heavy, not because of your size, but because you know you're not living up to your potential. When you eat because you have no time for yourself, what are you thinking? Do you deserve self care? Do you deserve to carry around extra weight and be uncomfortable in your own skin? Now, let's move on to looking at this in a positive way. I want to paint a picture for you. What can it look like if you cared for yourself instead of ate? Well, if you were overworking and you were caring for yourself, you would find a way to take a break. If you were tired physically, you'd find a way to rest. If you were overwhelmed and felt like you had too much connection, you would find a way to have some alone time. And if you were thinking that you had too much alone time, you'd find a way to connect with someone. If you were bored, you'd think of something to do that would stimulate you. And if you had physical needs, your body, you would do something in the category of pampering or just caring for your body, health care, maintenance for your body. That's what I like to call it. If you were needing comfort, you would see if it's emotional comfort or physical comfort, and you would do something appropriate. You'd also be learning to say no to overindulgence if you cared for yourself instead of eight. But you have to allow the feelings to come up so that you could figure out what they are. And if you reach for food, you may mask those feelings. When you decide to add love to your own life for yourself, you're filling yourself up in a way that has nothing to do with food. And when you stop using food in a way it wasn't intended, then your weight drops off in a much easier way. There is less struggle because now that you're giving yourself what you do need, you're not overeating food you don't need and your body and your weight normalize. So let's make a plan. This is going to be your focus for this week. How do you know what you need? Well, I want you to start asking yourself these questions. Pick one day and do this. Check in. What are you feeling physically? Name it. What are you feeling emotionally? Name it. One word. What do you think you need? If you don't know, I want you to pretend that somebody just asked you the $100,000 question. Answer this and you'll get a hundred thousand dollars. So, if somebody came to you and said, What do you need? I'll give you this money if you can answer it, you would find the answer. So, what would your answer be? Give yourself some options. Don't worry about having the perfect answer, but we have to start somewhere. So, give yourself options and experiment until you figure it out. No that food won't do it unless the need is hunger. Also, self-care needs to be given to you by you before you need it. You need to build up a bank account of pleasure and care that you give yourself. I don't want you to wait until you're so depleted that you don't have the energy to get back to neutral. Wherever you are right now, it's a good place to start. If you're way below the line of neutral in how you care for yourself, then your goal is tiny steps that will bring you back to level, and then you can build from there. Don't use the excuse that you've let yourself go too far down, and now there's no getting up. There is always getting up. The more you give yourself what you really need and stop using food for a problem that's unrelated to this solution then the more you're going to start weakening the connection between your feelings and your eating. I want you to work on your self-care plan because it's part of Project You, just like we work on this in the Freedom Group. If you feel overwhelmed and you don't know where to start with self-love, check out the show notes because I want to tell you about my upcoming workshop, and I'd love to help you master this part of the emotional eating And weight loss equation. Remember, if others can do this, you can too. You're not broken. You just need to tweak some things, starting with how you think about yourself. The workshop that I'm going to offer you will give you a better understanding of this Eat, Think, Love program. Some of the things you're going to learn if you join me are why you haven't been able to lose weight and keep it off so far, why you reach for food when you're stressed, and how to stay motivated long enough to succeed. And since the Freedom Group is opening very soon for a limited time, I'll tell you in this workshop how it works. So you can know if this is the right solution for your emotional eating. So check the show notes for the link to that workshop. Sign up. If you're already on the wait list for the Freedom Group, you'll still get an email from me telling you all the details. I hope to see you there. So that's it for our coaching session today. You know what you're going to stay focused on. You know what step you're going to take. And I will see you in our next session.